I'm extremely proud of being able to do this recording. It felt like a very Jay-Z moment. I got through it. So my main goal was just to fulfill a lifelong dream to write a book. But like mixed in with that was the fact that I was trying really hard to be a cool dad. I love listening to audiobooks because I can just pop in headphones and it feels like I'm getting work done and I'm being inspired as I do the things that I have to do during the day. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet writer, poet, and educator Mahogany L. Brown, musician and author Andrew Peterson, and baseball player and former quarterback Tim Tebow. Listen in as each of these authors talks about the experience of writing and recording their latest audiobooks for young listeners. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Mahogany L. Brown, and I'm the author of Chlorine Sky. I was inspired to write this book because I was thinking about the ways in which I learned friendships and learned how to love myself. I remember a specific time in middle school towards high school that I would always put myself on the sidelines. And that wasn't the biggest issue until I realized I was allowing a lot of people to walk over me. And in them walking over me, I started to believe that whatever they said about me was a fact about me, you know, and thinking of how I had to unlearn all of that stuff. Sometimes they can be your friends, they can be your family, and it looks harmless. It doesn't feel harmless, though, and I wanted to really talk about that in a novel for young people, for the young person in me, just trying to remember how to get back on the road to knowing who you are and standing up for what you believe in. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, it would be stressful. Stress, 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 stress. Good stress, but stress nonetheless. But also super inspiring. This is a dream to do. It's not a word that I had an issue pronouncing. I think it was some of the alliteration in my work that caught me up. Like even at one point saying my grandmother's name, I had to do a couple of takes and you know, it's fine. It took me some time. I don't know if it was because I was talking too fast or if I was tired or was it this really good Ethiopian coffee I had. It can be, you know, a marriage of all three. Who knows? I'm excited that the listeners will get to hear me reading my book. I'm extremely proud of being able to do this recording. It felt like a very Jay-Z moment. I got through it and, uh, what, 10 to 3.30? So that felt good. It also feels like it's very close to home, close to my heart. And I hope that that is something folks can tune into and tap into and they'll feel it too. Honestly, my absolute favorite narrator of all time is Bonnie Turpin. I listen to everything she reads, even if I've read the book. Her voice, it just transports you is transcending. She's so good. And it's something to be said about a voice that can carry you through so many worlds. So Bonnie Turpin, shout out to you. The last audiobook I listened to was Skin Folk by Nalo Hopkinson. And that is <laughs> narrated by Bonnie Turpin. So shout out. I really liked it because 
Her way of diving into different dialects and voices is so, so rich and good. And it's like a movie theater in your head. I love it. When I'm driving upstate to meet with friends or hang out with family or anything like that, I love, love, love being able to just put a book on and drive. While I'm driving, I feel like (laughs) I'm driving to the place that I'm listening to. Or I get scared because (laughs) some of them are dangerous stories, too. And now, you get to listen to a clip from my audiobook. Laylee and I both sit in the shade on the front lawn of the neighborhood candy house. Miss Irene got white hair and a permanent scowl. She got white hair, a little white lap dog, and wear a dusty moo-moo. She smokes cigarettes, the white stick hanging from the cliff of her lip, like a daredevil. Miss Irene say she ain't got time for us kids and don't let nobody curse on her front yard. But she got a Costco card and charge pennies on the dollar for our favorite sweets. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Peterson, author of On the Edge of the Dark Sea of Darkness and North Are Be Eaten, which are books one and two of the Wingfeather Saga. I wrote my book because I grew up reading fantasy novels and loved stories. My day job is I'm a singer-songwriter, touring musician. I think it was after about my third record had released, my kids were old enough for me to read them The Chronicles of Narnia, and I just could not wait for my kids to be old enough to go on an adventure with them. And so I snuggled up with my two sons, who were the oldest at the time, and read all seven books. I'm sure they probably fell asleep at times, but I was so into it, and I cried. And I remember at the end of it telling my wife, hey, I need to stop watching Lost with you. I'm going to start writing a novel. So my main goal was just to fulfill a lifelong dream to write a book. But like mixed in with that was the fact that I was trying really hard to be a cool dad and kind of get to the bottom of what it is that I love the most about stories. I was inspired by lots of different things. There were all the books that I read as a kid, the books that my kids were reading, The Toothy Cows in my books were inspired by the fact that my mom grew up on a dairy farm in South Florida, and she loves cow knickknacks. So when you walk into my mom and dad's little farmhouse, she's got cow knickknacks and paraphernalia on the wall. So it feels like you're walking into like a haunted mansion with these gargoyles staring down at you. And I've always suspected the cows are secretly evil. Some of the characters are based on family members. I won't tell you who, but I have three kids, two boys and a girl, who have the same age range as the three kids in the Wingfeather saga. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be... Um, uh, <laughs> That's impossible because ultimately it's very satisfying, but it's also mentally really taxing. Having written these books 15 years ago almost, to have a chance to come back and reread the story, you know, it's not like an author sits around rereading his own book. So this is the first time I've experienced these stories in years. And so it was really cool to like get to the end of the story and feel myself getting emotional and moved by it, which is the thing that every author really wants to happen with the reader. Yeah, as far as uh, a word or a phrase that <laughs> that I realized I didn't know how to pronounce, there were actually several, but the one that comes to mind is britches. I grew up in the South mostly, and my parents called our pants britches. And every time I read the Southern version of it, it was spelled B-R-I-T-C-H-E-S. 
And every time I read a fantasy novel, the word breaches was with two E's, which one would assume was a long E sound. So when I got in here, I started reading breaches instead of britches. And the producer corrected me. She proved it using like Merriam-Webster. But then I had to go check with my British friends that night. And I was like, hey, how do you pronounce this word? And they all thought it was hilarious that I'd been saying it wrong all these years. So now I know. And uh, what that really means is that I'm never going to put that word in a book ever again. I don't know if I'm particularly proud of any parts of my narration, but I do kind of geek out over accents. And I really love the idea that each character and, you know, the different regions have different accents in the book. It's not super consistent because, let's face it, I can't do all the accents terribly well. And when I read the books aloud on Facebook during the lockdown, every time somebody from Northern Ireland or England or Scotland said that they were listening in, I was mortified because I just know that Poto's accent is nothing like a real Scottish accent. I know <laughs> that the Northern Irish people don't really quite talk like that, that, you know, I would be found out pretty quickly. I'd make a terrible spy. But I do love the challenge of trying to keep all the accents and voices straight in my head. So my dream narrator, honestly, would probably be Jim Dale, who did the Harry Potter books. I think they're wonderful. Talk about accents and keeping them all straight. I think he has the Guinness Book of World Records for like the most distinct character voices in an audiobook. Uh, I can't remember what the number was, but it was a lot. I would tack on to that Judy Dench. I would be fine if Judy Dench read my books. I wrote them with a British accent. That's kind of a joke, but I really did. When I wrote book one, I remember I read the whole thing aloud to myself before I sent it to my editors because I wanted to make sure it worked as a read-along. So when I read it by myself in my office, I used this British accent just to make sure that it kind of felt right at the time. And so the more British, the better. So the last really great audiobook I listened to was Paul Michael's reading of Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry. Jaber Crow, I think, is one of the great American works of literature. I think that Wendell Berry is possibly one of the great American writers of all time, and he's a farmer. And that book just changed my life. So I was kind of nervous about listening to that book because I didn't think they'd get it right. And I was just so blown away by how perfectly he captured the voice of Jaber in that book. So I was like enraptured by that one. I love listening to audiobooks when I'm on a long road trip. We used to drive all over the place when our kids were little. And my oldest son was my book buddy. And everybody else would be asleep in the car. And I would look in the rearview mirror and Aiden when he was like two years old, would be just staring out the window and you could see like the reflection of the trees and telephone poles going across the window and he would be so lost in the story. And now listen to a clip from Andrew Peterson's North or Be Eaten. Toothy cow, bellowed Poto as he whacked a stick against the nearest glibwood tree. The old pirate's eyes blazed and he stood at the base of the tree like a ship's captain at the mast. Toothy cow, quick, into the treehouse. Not far away, an arrow whizzed through some hanging moss and thudded into a plank of wood decorated with a charcoal drawing of a snarling fang. The arrow protruded from the fang's mouth, the shaft still vibrating from the impact. Tink lowered his bow, squinted to see if he had hit the target, and completely ignored his grandfather. Toothy! Oi, that's a fine shot, lad. Cow! Hi, this is Tim Tebow, author of Bronco and Friends, A Party to Remember. Bronco and Friends is a story of a group of animals that become friends on a journey to make it to this incredible party that they're invited to, 
But along the way, there's a lot of ups and downs and disappointments. But they find out together that with great teamwork and using what some would call their disabilities, but others might say their greatest abilities, that they could find their way to the party. I wrote this book, Bronco and Friends, because I believe in identity and worth. And I want every single kid that this book is read to to understand that they were created with an awesome purpose. And they are worthy and they are special. They are unique and they were created in love, by love, and for love. And there's an amazing plan for their life. And I want them to see the teamwork. I want them to see the purpose. But I want them to understand that every single person on this earth has worth and value and that they are loved and special. If I had to describe what it was like for me to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be nostalgic. Because... We spent so long writing Bronco and Friends, a party to remember that it really takes you back to when you're first trying to come up with the plot and the story. And really the goal was in my heart the same time is that I want to encourage every single kid that has this read to them or that reads them so that they understand their worth and their value and their purpose. And then trying to come up with all of the different animals and their abilities or disabilities and bring them all together. It just makes me extremely nostalgic and and also really, really happy. But I guess that's two words. I'm proud that I was able to record this because I've had the blessing to be able to write quite a few books now, but this is the first one that I have been able to record personally. And I'm excited to just be able to connect with the listeners and be even more personal because this book is very personal to me. All right, if I wasn't going to record this audiobook, Bronco and Friends, I think I would try to cast Hugh Jackman. I think he'd be pretty good at it. And maybe he could mix between the roles of Wolverine and The Greatest Showman. So I do listen to audiobooks a lot, actually, and I have a bunch going right now, a bunch of Ravi Zacharias's, The Meaning of Marriage, Just Married. Let's see, I'm in the middle of a bunch. I would say probably what I listen to the most is actually the Bible, and it's awesome because I get to go through a lot of my favorite chapters when I'm working out or driving or doing a bunch of things, and it just I feel like I get so much more done and also help get in the right framework. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Wake up, Squirrel Shriek. The party is tonight. Do you have your puzzle piece? Bronco squinted, one eye open. I've got mine. Bronco patted the soft grass. Where are my glasses? Suddenly, he remembered something important. Days earlier, he'd received a card. It read, Come find our special party, full of music, fun, and treats. We'll have a big old puzzle, though it won't yet be complete. Yours is the missing piece. That is no mystery. You'll find it when you realize you are made purposefully. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.